This is it. Make no mistake where you are. You're something, something, You got all the something, somethings. You just need to replace the something with the lyrics. Welcome to Which Game First, where we boldly explore the hilariously huge world of board games. Did we unearth any hidden treasures you've been missing out on? Let's find out. First up, we are A-C-E-2-M-A-K-E, words the fastest in Wordical. Next, we mind map our way to solving crimes in Detective, a modern crime board game. And lastly, we struggle to remember that lyric that's right on the tip of our tongue in Songburst 70s and 80s edition. I'm your host, Celeste DeAngelis. Now let's meet the rest of our brave and intrepid panel. I'm Evan Bernstein, and when I nod my head, you hit it. I'm Ed Povlidis, and if all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. I'm Mike Vernier. Don't take life too seriously. You'll never get out alive. Oh, that's sage advice, Mike. I know. It's Yogi Berra's level of advice. <laughs> hey, everybody. In a couple of weeks, we'll be at PAX Unplugged. The place will be swarming with eager designers ready to put their games to the test. And we'll be talking with them. Look for those chats coming out soon as side quest episodes. We will also be hosting two panels. They will be Look Out Behind You, the best backstab games of all time, with special guest Kurt Covert. And The Thrill of Destruction, with Legacy Games. So, come to our shows. And we'd love to meet up with our fans. If you're going to be there, shoot us a tweet so we can connect and maybe play a game. And if you get a chance, leave us a rating or a review or a tweet or a retweet or a shout out or anything to help spread the word. Yeah. Our first game up this week is Wordical, designed by Linda, Rich, Mike, and Robin. (laughs) (laughs) That's the way it's listed. Published by Educational Insights in 2013. Number of players, two to eight, ages eight and up. Playtime, 40 minutes. Okay, when I got this game as third place prize in the spelling bee, what were our first thoughts? Mike? I'm not sure if all my Scrabble and Words with Friends practice is either going to help me or hurt me here. Ed? It's a race game and a word game. This isn't off to a good roll for me. Evan? The box is made of metal, and there are faces on the box, and something about Cub Scouts. Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) It's a word game with dice that values quick thinking and fast hands. I am their demographic. Mm -hmm. But before we G-I-V-E our opinion, Evan, tell us how it's played. In Wordical, the radical dice-rolling, word-building race game, (laughs) one player rolls the vowel dice, and then all players race to combine the letters with the consonant cards in their hands to build the highest-scoring word. But you'd better hurry. The last word made scores only one point. The game ends when the deck runs out, and the winner is the player with the most points. That's it. It's so hard to plan out your words not knowing which vowels you're going to have available to you each turn. Have a contingency plan. Uh, One of the few games where I'm ready with plan B. Oh boy, does speed count in this game. So you have a plan B for this one. Yay. (laughs) I had a plan B, a plan C. Well, actually, I would try more like plan E, plan O, plan A. (laughs) That's a good point. 
I mean, how many more V's and J's and Z's can I draw in my hand? My gosh. Or X. Oh. My first hand, I really wanted to spell the word knave, but no A, no E. Oh, you mean you had a K and N and a V? Yes. And I was ready, or knives, you know, I had an S also. But nope, I didn't get the letters I needed. <laughs> what do you think of the format of this game? You hold consonant cards and you roll vowels on dice. I thought that was really, really clever. A clever way to separate it so you can always make some kind of word. And I like that you can use the vowels as many times as you want. So if you roll an I and an O, you can put two O's in the word if you want. Well, I mean, as long as we're talking about the vowels on the dice, let me read to you what's right on the box, because this is kind of cool. Longtime friends, Linda, Rich, Mike, and Robin tested their latest game of words and wits with local Cub Scouts, (laughs) one of whom thought the game definitely needed dice. Oh, good on you, Cub Scout. (laughs) Yeah, the group rolled this element into their new game, Play, and Wordical was born. What a great idea. So they were the ones who came up with putting the vowels on the dice and rolling them forever. Good job, Scouts. (laughs) I hope somebody got a badge for that. Merit badge, yay. (laughs) What, What does the badge look like? It looks like a die, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> no, the badge just says A through Z. <laughs> I mean, this game does have some of the same problems that Scrabble has in a way that you have to have some of the higher valued letters to actually win, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. You can't just have all one point letters. And I mean, yeah, you, you could do that. It's a slow, slow slog. You... The way to get around the slow slog of it is be first and get three additional points just for being first. Yeah, it's easy to do with the low point card, but you have like a hand of Z, Q's, and the Y's. You're like, ugh. QA, Ed. It's a word. Or QI, I mean. Yeah, I don't play Scrabble, so yeah, that's why. (laughs) Or words with friends, as I think most probably popular today. Yeah. Well, I was looking for the epic scores. I wanted to use my J and my V in the same word and throw it down there. And I didn't even care about being first. But what was happening is I kept being last. Yeah. One point and I get nothing for it. Yeah, that happened to me in the first round too. I, I was last even because I was trying to spell something cool. But really what I should have been doing was slapping the first word down that I could come up with. Yeah, speed counts here. I think that bonus three points is more potent the less players that you have because one person will get it more often and it'll count each round if they're the fastest. But if you have like a dozen people playing this game at once, that's going to defuse a lot. Yes, and they do allow for two-letter words, which is great. And my strategy was simple words first. Yep. You don't get the three-point bonus if you only play a two-letter word, though. So even if you're first, if it's a two-letter word, you're not going to get that three points. Right, so one vowel, two consonants was my go-to. Well, if you really want to go big time, get all five of your continent cards out and play, get 10 bonus points. Yes, that is so nice if you got a G, an H, and a T, you know what I mean? (laughs) You're like, (gasps) so many words. (laughs) Fought, sought, all those sight, light. Consonants, vowels. Boom, I, I. I, I. And you can do that as many times as you want. Uh, don't do it yet. Bit it. Bit it is my word. Ibit. Ibit. Bit it. Bitty. Ibit. B-I-T-I. Tibby. Aib. One of the things I noticed, and I kind of screwed myself like this a couple of times, is that you have to declare the word you're putting down. And if you look back, you're like, man, I could have used that vowel three times in this word and had a couple extra points. Yes, you you did. You declared a word that you then wanted to change. You're like, nope, you said it out loud. That's your word now. 
Yeah. This game reminded me a lot of Boggle, even though Boggle's a strategically a very different game mm-hmm. and structurally a very different game. But the speed at which I'm thinking of words and the way I'm constructing them was similar. And I Boggle is one of my all-time favorite games. And so this was a lot of fun. We played a lot of Boggle back in the day. Boggle Master. Oof. Joe and I, and again, it's almost impossible to beat Joe at Boggle. Yeah. So I'm going to challenge him someday. Good luck with that. I, I've, only, <laughs> I've only beaten him once ever, and he's beaten me like 15 times. I mean, this game short-circuited me because I play a lot of Scrabble and Words with friends. And so you take your time to come up with the best word with the most points in the right position. Yes. So the speed versus the quality of the word just had me frozen a couple times. Definitely. That's particularly why I don't play those two games very often. I really enjoy speed word games. So this is right up my alley. And you showed it. You were like 20 points ahead of us by the time we were done. <laughs> That's true. And I don't like both aspects of that. I like to take my time and I not really found a vocabulary game. So <laughs> <laughs> When people are given unlimited time, I... I can't compete as well. If you can add a speed or a quick thinking element to it, I do much better. (laughs) I would crush this game without a time limit right? or a longer time limit at least or an unknown time limit. (laughs) Like you can still take your time as long as somebody else is slower than you. (laughs) Yeah, that's why you were doing well with me in the game. Yeah, it helped. (laughs) Yes, Ed, you were epically slow. Like I, I, I was like, you cannot have consonants that are so bad. That you can't make anything for three turns in a row. Especially with wild cards out there. If- I early on got those big letter cards and it's like the, the vowels weren't coming up where I can use them. And the one time that it did, I was already last place. So there's no point in playing them. He was completely stifled by his cue. Yeah. <laughs> no, but most of the time people already slapped down their three things and I was like, ah, okay, no. <laughs> it was fun playing with you, Ed. <laughs> The one caveat I would say here is once people get the hang of this game, I think there's going to be a lot of dropping firsts at the same time. And it would be nice mm. if they had a tie resolution. Ooh, yeah. We kind of ran into that, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. I, mean, I noticed you and Evan were getting so good. As soon as the dice were hitting the table, you guys were slapping out a word. Yeah, and uh, Mikey wasn't far behind. I haven't even registered what the dice were yet. <laughs> and you guys already had two words already on the table. Yeah. Because what you do is you get your word ready and it's like, all I need is for this vowel to come up. And I'm playing these cards. You just look at the dice. If the vowel came up, you know exactly what to put down. That's yeah, it. you kind of split it up into two sets and say, if an A comes up, I'll play this word. If an I comes up, I'll play that word. Exactly. Let's consult the rule book and see what happens in the case of a tie. Oh. Yeah, and there wasn't anything there. Nothing. I mean, the, the idea I had was to actually say whoever had the most valuable word out there should get the tiebreaker because it's harder to use. Supposedly, it's harder to use the letters that have the higher values. That makes sense to me, too. I, I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially because it was not in your favor that round. <laughs> okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury Wordical. Ed? You can certainly do worse in a word game, but you can also do a little bit better, in my opinion. So I'll bury it. It's just not my kind of game. Mike? Despite the need to rush, I still really enjoyed this game, so I have to say dig it up. Evan? I like word games, and I like them more at the table than I do on a computer or a smartphone or a tablet, so if that's good enough for me, dig it up. As an avid fan of Boggle, sorry, Judge John Hodgman, I am a sucker for speed word games, and this one makes for a fine warm-up wordy. Dig it up. Evan, where can you find it? You can find this online and at some stores. It runs about $12. 
If you have thoughts about Wordical, please let us know. We are at Which Game First on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. Our next game up this week is Detective, a modern crime board game. Designed by Ignacy Jerwicek, story by Prezemislaw Reimer and Jakob Lapot. Published by Portal Games in 2018, number of players 1 to 5, ages 16 and up, playtime 2 to 3 hours. There are 8 million games in the Naked City, and we found this one. What were our first thoughts? Evan? Finally, I can wear my deerstalker cap and use my oversized looking glass. Can I call you Watson? Mike? Cannot wait to see how this interactive database works. Ed? Do I need to grow a little bit of double before I play this game? The TV shows seem to think so. This game claims lush narrative and in-real-life online updates to the old Sherlock style of games of yore. But can it deliver a fun night of gaming? That's the mystery I want solved. Before we sleuth the truth, Evan, tell us how it's played. In Detective, a modern crime board game, players take on the role of investigators, solving mysterious crimes while working for the Antares National Investigation Agency. The game will challenge you with five different cases that are played in order. Seemingly unconnected at first, they will unveil an immersive meta-plot based on facts and fiction alike. You will gain access to the online Antares database that contains data about suspects, witnesses, and documentation from arrests and trials related to your case. Use every tool at your disposal to solve these crimes. Consult the internet, check the facts, and constantly discover new clues. You are not playing a detective. You are a detective. Remember that. (laughs) So... Mystery-solving games have been out of fashion for a while, but they were very popular in the 70s. Oh, yeah. Uh, This one, I think, takes a lot from the old-fashioned Sherlock Holmes consulting detective type of games, but with lots of new twists. I think a lot of escape rooms have taken up a lot of that space where people want to solve a mystery. Solve a puzzle, basically, yeah. Yeah, it's effectively what it is, without all the danger inherent in otherwise solving crimes, you know, (laughs) like bad guys shooting at you. (laughs) This game encourages you to build one of those mind maps that you always see on police shows, which are like pictures and notes put on a board that you connect with strings. Yeah. A corkboard or a whiteboard would be useful. Yeah, for police, it's like a very orderly thing where they can keep track of stuff. But for conspiracy theorists, it's a bunch of magazine clippings all over the place with tons of red string. Right. It wants you to get visual. It also makes use of the internet and a database that it built. So it's basically an app that comes along with the game. Mm-hmm. Now, Mike, you were running the app. I was. Uh, it was a lot of fun running the database app because you're like, you get these codes throughout the game depending on what you research. And you plug them into different categories and it'll give you like a fingerprint that you can later match up with other fingerprints. Other people can log into the database at the same time. So while one person entering information, other people can look at the different bits and see how they connect. Mm -hmm. And that was really helpful when we started getting deeper into the mystery. Ed made a list of different things that we could still explore that gave us options to look into. And I was kind of going over some of the old data we had to see if we missed anything. Because when you uncover a new clue, you go, wait a minute, where have I seen size 11 shoe before? Don't give away too much. (laughs) (laughs) 
So there isn't a big game board here. It's just a little tracking board, several decks of cards. Well, one deck of cards for each case. There's five cases in the box, but one deck of cards for the case you're working on. And you only get to look at certain cards in the deck based on decisions you make as to where you're going to go or what you're going to do to try to solve this crime. Ooh, choose your own adventure a little later. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. You have different uh, leads you can follow, but your main currency in the game is time. Yeah. So what the board is keeping track of is your current location. You have five different locations you can be at and what day it is and what time it is. The first detective mystery gives you four days to solve the crime and you can work overtime, but it will cause you stress. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Which translates directly into negative victory points at the end of the game. That's not good. Ooh, was that a backward momentum you could handle, Mike? I could handle it. It was. It, we made the decision to do it. It wasn't some random thing. We chose to go bother somebody that was very far away from where we were. I don't want to say too much, but it cost us a lot of extra time digging down that rabbit hole. And we had to go into OT. And did it yield positive results for you? It did. (laughs) Yes, that one did. (laughs) Okay, so it was worth it. That was kind of worth it. But we found out there was a different way we could have done it. That would have cost us less time. So choices make a huge difference in this game. Yeah, choices are the entire game, basically. In addition to a clever mystery, this game had a lot of color text in it about you as detectives and what you were doing. (laughs) So, you know, there would be things like you go get a coffee and it tastes stale, you know, or it describes the room in, in florid detail down to the point of explaining to you how you felt about the room. Gee. I found myself wondering about my eating habits as I was reaching for food and drink every two to three hours in the flavor tax. I was like, wow. We do one action and it would be like, oh, you eat coffee and a bagel. And then the next action we do, which is an hour away from the one we just did, would be like, oh, you have fix yourself some spaghetti or a sandwich. I'm like, what? How big are these guys? You know, they're trying to build in, you know, flavor, but. I definitely think it went overboard. (laughs) I read a really great review online on Tabletop Gaming UK by Matt Jarvis, and I think he sums it up really well. It says, the writing veers into near parody of police procedurals. (laughs) I completely agree with that. It almost got to the point where you were wondering, hey, should I pay attention to the fact that I'm eating a bagel right now? Is that going to come up later in the case? (laughs) Like they keep mentioning it. I actually found myself skipping over some of the obvious color text and going right to the hardy clue. Because usually you can see the quote where the actual clue bits of the information. And it just takes up a little extra time. But of course, time that you're a resource in the game. Right. But you're, you're thinking, hey, wait, was there something there? And you, you could trick yourself into thinking it was more important than it really was. Very easy to overthink yourself in this game. Uh oh! Mm-hmm. It tells you don't rush through the cards, but I think we had the opposite problem. We took so long dissecting mm-hmm. every card that we were two hours into the game and like three clues in. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. We did over dissect them. I think after a certain point, though, we started to understand where the meat was in each card and what we can kind of ignore. It's almost like we gained skill levels in detecting as we went. Yeah. Yeah. We're level two detectives now. <laughs> the other key thing was. Some of the information is in the app. There's a little bit on the card and a little bit in the app. And you really had to communicate in order to say, oh, wait a minute, this matches up what's in the app. Ah, maybe this leads to this other thing. And they also give you little cues of 
actual articles that are posted online that you have to like Wikipedia and stuff like that. You have to read through and see what's relevant there. So that can really be a minefield. But it's also a point of caution there. When you're looking up this stuff on the internet, probably stick to Wikipedia articles about the topic because you might fall into a spoiler that's yep. posted online. Oh, right. Some people have posted about the game and self, yeah. Yeah, they're giving up uh they're giving up the information there. Oops. Yeah, I clicked on one that I thought was like, "Oh wow, this looks really relevant." And then all of a sudden I see the title of the game on top of it and I clicked away from it really fast. Didn't want to spoil it for myself. However, I did think it was brilliant that they had you make use of the internet because it's like you get mm-hmm. to learn something as you go. Oh yeah. And everything's out there and I love being able to research as I go uh, on a particular topic. This game does warn you and I appreciated the warning <laughs> that you need to be in the right frame of mind to start playing this game. You need to be in the mood to suss through a lot of stuff and discover a mystery. It's almost like if you're in the mood for a fast-paced dice card game, don't play this. <laughs> you have to be in the mood for a jigsaw puzzle where you're going to sit yeah. and listen and focus. Yeah, it's a jigsaw puzzle with pieces that don't even belong in the puzzle, too. So it's even harder than a regular jigsaw puzzle. Yeah. I did get frustrated with this game, but I did say to myself, hey, this game warned me. <laughs> True. It was your <laughs> own fault. Fair warning. It said not to rush yourself, put yourself in a quiet place where you can relax. And how quiet was the place we were in, Celeste? We were hunting a kitten at the time. <laughs> that took us about an hour and a half. It happened to be the night where a genuine feral stray kitten showed up at my door. The case of the stray kitten. Yes, it was hungry and thirsty. So we were constantly distracted at trying to lure this kitten in at the same time. But we employed the trail of turkey technique and got him inside the house. <laughs> and the case was closed. And the case and the door were closed. But we were handicapped with like five extra stress points that night. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true. Portal Games has on their website for free <gasps> Detective Natural Causes. It's a short case that'll take about 90 minutes to play, and you can get the experience of this game just by downloading it. Oh, that is great. Portalgame.pl. Is that right? That's correct. It might be a good way to decide whether you're one of those people that's totally frustrated by a game like this before actually buying it. So a lot of people are curious because it was nominated for the Kenneth Field Desires this year. Okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury Detective, a modern crime board game. Mike? It started off kind of frustrating, not knowing what was going on, but as the game went on, I really started to enjoy it. I would say, get into this mystery and dig it up. Ed? It's a well-crafted story. I found myself eager to dig deeper into this mystery. I'll dig this up for my next board game procedural. In a game that relies so heavily on story, the writing really has to be top-notch to keep my disbelief suspended. I don't think I'd play this game again, but it has so many unique innovations that I think anybody with a patience for mystery games would love it. I will dig it up for them. Ed, where can you find this game? You can find Detective at your local game store and online. Retail for about $40. You can also go back to L.A. in its 1980 expansion, <laughs> L.A. Crimes. Oh, cool. <laughs> that definitely requires stubble to be grown to play that one. <laughs> <laughs> if you have thoughts about Detective, a modern crime board game, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. We are at Which Game First on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Our last game up this week is Songburst, 70s and 80s edition. 
designed by Brian Hirsch, published by Hirsch and Company in 1992. Number of players, two to three teams, ages 18 and up. Okay, when we found this game in the attic box with our old 33 vinyls, what were our first thoughts? Evan? I hope the Canadian National Anthem is in there. I know all the words. Ed? I can never remember the lyric, but the 80s should be easy, right? Mike? I know a whole lot of songs. I'm sure I'm going to rock at this game. <laughs> One night in Bangkok makes a gamer humble. <laughs> when she thought she knew way more lyrics. Oh, wow. <laughs> but before we try to remember all the words to this review, Evan, tell us how it's played. Well, in Songburst, players in two or three teams attempt to complete lyrics from popular songs. Players are given the year, the artist, the song title, and the first two or three words. If nobody can get it, then more words are revealed. A correct answer awards that team a disc that looks like a vinyl record and a number of spaces based on how few words were given as the hint. The team with the most discs when the game ends is the winner. I thought I was going to do pretty well at this game, and uh, I did not. And I think part of that is because of my lack of precision in basically everything I do. You know, I, I don't think you're in the minority, Mike. Almost everybody I played this game with, and yes, I played this game twice <laughs> already. <laughs> everybody I played with thought they were going to do better than they did. So it just goes to show our faulty memory. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is a, a great science experiment. Play this game, and then you'll learn a little bit about yourself and how inaccurate your memory really is. You'll see the lyrics in your brain of what you think the song is saying, and then you'll go to try to <laughs> sing it, and you'll realize you're either missing certain words, you didn't quite get this right or that right. And as Mike said, you really don't know the lyrics unless you've rehearsed them a lot. You're so right. You hit a wall way faster than you think you're going to. It's like, oh, I got this. I got this. And you go for the, through the first line, and then the second line is blank in your head. You're like, what? I thought the, it would just naturally flow out of me. This is where the cat meows. Meow, 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 meow. meow. <laughs> what, I, what I like is everybody who got that up point, they would go, and, and then something, something, and then something, something, then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, the tune I can get right. No problem. The lyrics themselves, way more uh, ephemeral than I thought they were. Now, this game is about songs from the 70s and 80s, which we don't have a problem handling due to our age. <laughs> right. But I think it might be even harder for younger people to play this game. We could have been playing the 50s and 60s edition of Songbirds. Oh, how bad would that have gone? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, you know, for us, I certainly had tons of 50 songs rolling around on vinyl records in my house. For sure. I challenge you to a duel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I thought I was going to do well on this one, too. And I was the worst of the bunch. Oh, I was so bad. Joe was playing with us, and he was surprisingly good memory of all these lyrics. He would just puzzle them out and just bit out the very precise lyric. Joe's the word, man. He's And he's precise. <laughs> Precision and words. Yeah, you can imagine he'd be all right at this. I'm still going to challenge him to boggle, though. Even with bands that I thought I knew backward and forward. <laughs> you know, like I was a hardcore police fan. Oh. Even with that, like police, Madonna. You know, I couldn't do lyrics for like like a virgin. How is that possible? <laughs> I, how many times in our life have we heard that song? Heard and tried to block out. 
touched for a scary first time. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm good at is actually replacing the lyrics with the, something that I just make up myself because I can keep the tune and I can keep the right amount of syllables. But I'm so good at that that it makes me even worse at this game. That's right. <laughs> now, Ed made the smart move for himself by deciding to mm-hmm. host both <laughs> games. <laughs> I had a lot of fun playing at the DJ. And we're going to 1985 with this Madonna song, Crazy For You. And this is the, the lyric I'm looking for. It starts with, I never wanted anyone like this. It's, it's all, all brand new. Feel it. Feel it in my kiss. I'm crazy for you. Nice. Good point. Bye. And a dip. <laughs> you kept the energy up, Ed, despite people fading after two hours of trying to guess lyrics. <laughs> oh, and when you would sing some of the lyrics, Ed. Oh, yeah. Oh, Ed singing. Mm, so good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think having Ed as the host was actually making it even more difficult because when he tried to sing it, he's so off tune that it's like impossible to even know what he's talking about. Oh, here she comes. <laughs> Watch out, Watch out boy. boy. She'll chew some butt. <laughs> no. Okay, we have a marginally correct answer. Uh, <laughs> oh, there is nothing more infuriating than the marginally correct answer. As a DJ, I'd listen to what the people gave me at their answer. And if they got most of the words correct, but after two words slightly off, I can reward them with a marginally correct answer and then go to the other team to give them an opportunity to do better. Yeah, when he says marginally correct, it could be the difference between isn't and ain't in the song. Yes. Like, it has to be exact. That's marginal. I liked the components of this game. I mean, the board was pretty generic, which is common for an 80s and 90s games. But it came with little vinyl records that you got as a reward for each correct guess. You could cash in three regular records for a gold record and three gold records for a platinum album. Yeah, platinum. They were all made of plastic, don't, uh, yeah. These yeah, are not yeah. Real. Right. <laughs> yeah, so is vinyl. So in this case, it actually was very well representative of the real item. True, true. It, it almost felt and looked like one of those play records that you could get on those kids' toy record players from the 70s and 80s. Yes, Fisher Price record player. I wonder if someone would develop an app for this game in which <laughs> you could you could have you could find the song that you're looking to give the clue for it. It will sing it will actually have a recording of the very first clue that you get. So you actually get to hear it sung by the artist. Yeah. So that would be a lot more like name that tune. Part of the problem I had was that other people would say new parts of the lyrics that were correct, or the clue giver would give new parts that were correct, and I would forget what they just said and <laughs> still get that part wrong. Same here. <laughs> and a lot of times they just say the word. They actually have to sing it in order to get it right. Yeah, you're supposed to sing it. I really appreciate that it makes people sing the answer. I love that. Special torture. And I didn't care how off-key it was, because I wasn't going to judge them. <laughs> Okay, explorers, it's time to dig up or bury Songburst 70s and 80s edition. Evan? I found fun in just making up lyrics to the songs I did (laughs) not know. But other than that, this game really didn't hit the right notes for me. I have to bury it. Ed? I had a lot of fun playing as a DJ, but it's just not quite the game I personally want to get into as a player, so I'll bury it. Mike? 
This game made me realize how much I've been fooling myself about understanding and remembering song lyrics. Uh, that's not a reason to bury it, but I also didn't have that much fun, so bury it. Fun record components, a relatively reasonable pacing, especially for an early 90s game, but just not enough here to make busting out a board for. This is more of a conversation than a game. Even I will bury it. Evan, where can you find it? You can find this game online at places you find used games. This one is about $30. If you have thoughts about Song Burst, the 70s and 80s edition, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. We are at Which Game First on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Okay, everybody, it's time for Which Game First. Of the three we reviewed this week, what would you put first, Mike? I loved Detective. I loved solving that mystery. It's far and away better than Song Burst. Ed? Detective is definitely the first game for me this week. Evan? I'm going to play Songburst first. (laughs) Because we all had a good laugh, and that got us in a good mood. And it's always good to have game day or game night starting off on a positive, fun, happy, funny mood. So Songburst first. I'll DJ for you anytime, Ev. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, it was vertical. I thoroughly enjoyed the quick word drop game. And that brings us to the end of our show. We look forward to hearing about all the game exploring you've done. If you'd like more perks and content from our show, including our exclusive podcast for patrons only, bonus points for just $3 a month, you can go to our website and click on Become a Supporter today. If you get a chance, leave us a rating or a review or a comment or a tweet or a heart or a like or a click of any kind. It really helps us grow. And happy gaming, explorers. So long, farewell, up beaters and good night. I know there's more words. I just can't think of them now. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time time to to leave. I have a partially correct answer. (laughs) Marginally, marginally (laughs) correct. Marginally. (laughs) 